welcome. Welcome to episode two. How you doing? How you getting on? How was your week? You don't you don't have to answer that. I I can't hear. So but I I hope you had a good week. Uh how are you enjoying the the apocalypse? Are you enjoying it? Is it everything you thought it would be? I'm only joking, it's not the apocalypse, it's pre apocalypse. We're beginning the apocalypse, okay? This is the good times before. It's always brightest before the dawn. Wait, it's always dark. No, it's always darkest before the dawn. Right, I've only just started a podcast. There's no point in me having some kind of existential crisis. I hope you had a good week, is what I'm saying. And also, I want to let you know, do I believe it's the apocalypse? I do believe. I Well, I you know what? I hope <laughs> the apocalypse is coming because it's the only outcome for me I don't have any savings I have no I live my life like I am not going to be old enough to enjoy life or retire I think I will die in some weather-based activity (laughs) some weather-based danger is what I'm trying to say I'm only joking but I'm half joking because I do literally have no savings and if the world would end in my lifetime that would be very convenient for me or capitalism or capitalism for, like i'm thinking of the i'm thinking of the planet in the whole you know fucking tornadoes brah, volcanoes brah, sea volcanoes brah, sea hurricanes brah, you know but it could just be a total collapse of society and to be honest who are we to think that will survive every other empire in the world you know every other civilization every other moment in time where they thought they were the smartest and the best they ended the roman empire that ended. Greece. That ended. Don't know why I'm listing them. Sorry. Look, all I'm saying is, it could be the apocalypse, and it's a bit egotistical, egotistical, egotistical for us to assume that it's not going to be us this time. I and we're probably not even. I mean, advanced technology-wise, we are. I don't know why I'm talking like Yoda, but are we the smartest? Ancient Greece gave us philosophers and democracy and maths. That was Middle Eastern, I think. Basically, the foundations for our entire civilization. Uh, So are they the smartest people? It's hard to tell because they also used to fuck young boys. So it's very difficult to weigh up the pros and cons. Pro, you live in a very intellectual time. Con, little boys get fucked. And it, everyone's fine with it. Literally, everyone's fine with it. It's like it's like working for the BBC. <laughs> zing, 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 zing. Uh, I had a good week. I went to see a little-known band called Pavement. Uh, if you don't know, Pavement were an indie band in the nineties, and they were very popular. Uh, American indie band, alternative. I don't fucking know, but they were very popular. Uh, a bit shoegazy, a bit kind of uh, what's the weird? What's the word for the young guns to understand? I don't know, just fucking look it up yourself. But anyway, they were very big in the 90s, which, if you like me, you will constantly forget was, you know, nearly three decades ago. Well, 20 years ago. Wait, what year were we in 2022? 20 years ago. I am dumb today. I'm so sorry. I'm so dumb. But yeah, it was like 20 odd years ago that they were popular. If you ever want to go and face your own mortality, go see a band that you haven't seen pictures of since you listened to them in the early 2000s and even if you have seen a picture of them it was a picture of them in the 90s you will be faced with your own mortality and i'm not going to say you will like it my point is they're old as fuck you just forget that they're old but you can you can hear them while they're playing you can hear their fucking bones creaking someone playing a saw no it's their bones also 
the it was like the most middle-aged crowd I've ever seen, right? And I'm not going to go into middle-aged again, but I'm technically middle-aged. But it's the most middle-aged crowd I've seen. You know, like, when they take pictures of the universe and they'll take, like, a square. And then if you zoom, zoom in on that square, it'll be, like, you know, a thousand galaxies. If you took a picture of the image of the audience for pavement and you zoomed in on just, like, one square foot of the image, you will see at least eight bold men. And I don't mean, like, bolding men. I mean, like, fully bold men. They were everywhere. It was like a alopecia convention. <laughs> that's, that's such a dumb joke. I'm so sorry. But it, it, but it made me feel old. Um, and it reminded me of why I don't go to gigs as well. Because it's it's tough slug, you know. And a band like Pavement, they weren't designed for such a big room. It was in Vicar Street in Dublin. It's, it's not that fun. And plus you have to stand up for like three hours. And if you're drinking, you have to stand up pissed out your fucking head for three hours. So you just end up having a bad back. So that was my week. I enjoyed it, though, is what I'm saying. I enjoyed it. Sorry, I absolutely sound like I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it. It's just going to gigs is difficult, especially because, like, I tour as well. God, I sound like such an arsehole. Like, basically, I'm going to, like, fucking drink and eat for free, yeah, man. So, like, paying for a fucking gig, man, that's a bit annoying for me. I actually didn't even pay for the ticket. My friend has a spare ticket. I need to shut the fuck up. I need to recognise my tour privilege. People like going to gigs, and everyone there loved it. So, you know what? I need to just shut the fuck up. I'll shut the fuck up. Okay, I'll go just live in my little fucking looking out the window waiting for the the grass to set on fire and acid rain to come. Acid rain, remember acid rain? That was the I was terrified of acid rain when I was a kid. I remember being in my first school when I was very young and we're learning about the water cycle and learning about acid. I thought acid rain was a thing that I would have to have put up with all the time. I thought my clothes were just going to fucking melt off me everywhere I went every time it rained. Nothing. Never even heard of it again. Typical. You know what I've just realised? I was born in 86. Chernobyl was in 86. I would have been in school in like 1990 at that point when that happened. So, you know what, that makes a lot more sense because there was nuclear fallout travelling the globe. Fish with three eyes, men with three balls. Look, should we just get into it? Okay, let me tell you about what I've been searching this week. This podcast, this podcast is going to turn into me, right? It's going to turn into me, okay? I don't know what accent that is. Do I think I'm good at accents? I'm not good at accents. Do I think I'm good? Because I keep doing accents. And I, they're nondescript as well. What was I saying? Oh yeah, this is this podcast is going to be me eating a bit of humble pie, okay? And you know what? It actually proved, If you listen to the last podcast, it proves what I was saying. Because during that last podcast, I was saying that I say facts. And then I instantly bail on the facts. Because I just lose all confidence in them. All of a sudden I'll be like, oh no, no, maybe that's right. Look, if you're checking it's wrong, just know that I think it might also be wrong. So, you know... We're, we're the same. I'm not stupid. We're the same. Maybe I heard it. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. But I also said at that time uh, something about Michael Jordan. Oh, I was saying that my shoes fell apart because I wore them to death and they were flopping around and they looked like Michael Jordan's shoes because he had a cartoon in the 90s. Well, let me tell you, dear listener, I was wrong. Okay. I'm a big enough man. I'm a, bi- I'm a big man. Okay. I'm a very big man. I'm a big boy. Uh, and I'll admit when I'm wrong. And. I was wrong. I said I was wrong. I was wrong! But I was half right. I'll I'll claw back some points here. It wasn't Michael Jordan who had the cartoon and the talking shoes. It was MC Hammer. And the cartoon was called Hammer Man. Right? I don't know if this is a deep cut or not. Maybe people, slightly older people might remember this. But it was a cartoon by MC Hammer. And if you don't know who MC Hammer was, he was a kind of like hip-hop genie. 
who would just like jump into a room and start like dancing like he's like he had like we was trailing on hot coals like <laughs> and he had like big like genie like pants uh i think they call them parachute pants but at the time we were calling mc hammer pants but he basically looked like he, he looked like a cool genie from like a 1990s like uh comedy about a young black lad who finds a lamp in an antique store you know an mc hammer pops out ha, 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 you can't rub this uh, but the cartoon's him, right? I write about his shoes. His shoes do talk. He has magic shoes. And the cartoon is about a man who I think is supposed to be MC Hammer. But in the cartoon, his name's Clark, I think. I can't even remember if that's MC Hammer's name. Anyway, he gets gi- <laughs> he gets given some shoes, right? An old so- an old Motown dude he gets given some magic shoes. And when he wears the magic shoes, he turns into Hammer Man. But I'm going to play the song now, okay? I'm going to play it for you right now. Hammer Man! that was the theme tune for Hammerman. and if you're a confused young person that's what rap used to sound like i could be famous in the 80s and 90s i think as a rapper i think i could get away with it and you heard it there multiple times he rhymes the same words with each other and at the very end he rhymes the word man with man and he's like a number one selling platinum rap artist with his own cartoon and he can't even think of other words that rhyme with man i can think of loads can tan Pan. Fan. Nan. He could rap about his nan. San. 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 No. Van. There's another one as well. Greeks would like that. Pick up young boys. Uh, Zan. Zan. Little Zan as well. Like, he didn't even know about Little Zan. Little Zan was that. Little Zan was technically a better rapper. All rap was just, just going, I can be a guy who likes to wear his shoes. He goes to the shop where he never loses his mind. I think it's really fine. Let's go to the shop where we can do a bop. <laughs> Basically, that was the number one here. I just, I, that, that's not even my lyrics. That, you think I made them up? That was MC Hammer. But you should check out the actual cartoon because it's fucking shiny. It's fucking shiny. But that's what we had to put up with with kids. Fucking MC Hammer cartoon for children, for children called Hammer Man. Hammer Man. Ridiculous. I was flipping through the TV the other day um, and there was a Forged in Fire on, which is a reality TV show, competition show, where men make swords. 
Yes, it's it's that. It's literally just like they make swords and then a bunch of other men test the sword uh, by chopping things like ice or wood or rope or a pig, like a pig hanging. They'll chop a pig um, and then they'll be like, your sword bent, so I'm afraid you need to leave the fucking chop shop or whatever it's called. But I always find that even if I've only watched like one or two episodes, I've become like an actual expert in the show, and I don't mean I am an expert. I just mean like I'm shouting at the TV, being like, "Oh my god, you do, you're doing a fucking katana, and you know you're not even doing three hundred folds, you idiot." He said the the brief said three hundred fucking folds. Are you? Just, oh my god, you're going home. You're getting kicked off the chop shop. You're getting kicked off the chop shop for sure. I know nothing about forging swords, forgery, swordery, blacksmithing. I'm dumb. I'm recording this at night. I'm dumb. I've barely spoken today. I'm dumb. I am not a smart man. Dunno. That was Forrest Gump. Uh, that was a perfect, pitch perfect impression of Forrest Gump. Anyway, so like even with the British Bake Off, I, I can't bake for shit because I think I just like get bored of having to do exactly the right amount and I'll just like throw in a little bit. I put a little bit of this, I bet this is nice. I'm completely wrong every time. But I'll watch Bake Off and they'll be like, oh my God, you're using lavender. Paul Hollywood fucking hates lavender. Why would you even try? The ego on this old woman who wants to try and convince Paul Hollywood that he likes lavender. You're a fool, Beryl. You're an absolute fool. I hope you get sent home. Oh, she's got Star Baker. I was wrong. But it got me thinking, actually, like, I think the first, for me, the first reality, like, competition show was Big Brother. That was my age. I was, that was a sweet spot. Me and my friend Luke, we would go out, we would play football, cricket, whatever, in the in the street, just mess around. And then, oh my God, it's fucking eight o'clock, get into Luke's bedroom, get on Channel 4, Big Brother is on. And it fucking blew our minds, absolutely blew our minds. And the best thing about Big Brother 1, I'd say Big Brother up to, like, Big Brother five or six maybe it was just it was normal people it got weirder and weirder and weirder but that's what reality tv started out was just like actual normal people and you're just watching them and we all know how difficult it is to stay in one place i mean they would only have to do it for three months we did it for fucking two years and everyone lost their mind zoom do you want to zoom do you want to zoom do you want imagine if they allowed zooming in the fucking big brother house they'd be moida they'd be real moida it was cultural hit obviously, because it was so insane. But I wanted to find out what was the first like reality competition. You know, the one where it's like, you've been voted off. I keep doing American accents today. So I wanted to find out what it was. So I googled it, obviously, first ever reality competition show. And apparently the first ever reality competition show was made in Britain. And it started off as just like putting people on an island or somewhere remote and just having them survive. And it was called, and you're never going to get this. You're never going to fucking guess what this is called. Mate, you'll never guess what this is called. Is it called Survive? Yes, it's called Survive. It's called Survive. And apparently it was shite and no one liked it. So the next series they did, they added a competition element for people to get voted off. And then I think it kind of faded out. I don't think it was a big cultural hit. And then in Sweden, in 1997, they used the exact same premise with the voting out and everything on a show called Expedition Robinson. Expedition Robinson. Is that a Swedish accent? Is that a Swedish accent? Expedition Robinson. It sounds a bit Dutch, doesn't it? What's the difference between the Dutch and the Swedish? One is hot, one is weird. There we go, that's the answer. <laughs> one gets high, one eats fish. There you go, simple, very simple. I can stereotype them because they're white. They're actually the whitest, I think. And the Dutch have not got a leg to stand on. Not with that Black Peter shit. If you haven't seen Black Peter, search Black Peter Holland. Okay, Just, come on. Come on, lads, cop on, right? Okay, maybe in the, maybe in our teenage years, you know, we might have 
uh, had a friend who might have done like Mr. T for Hollywood, for Hollywood, Mr. T for Hollywood. Maybe we had a friend who used to play Mr. T in Hollywood. We all had that friend. His name was B. Abarakis. He was a friend to everyone. But, you know, the guy who maybe did a bit of rock face and absolutely shouldn't have done it. But at the time, it was a bit more culturally fine. Not saying it was fine, but culturally it was okay. But the Dutch are still doing it. They're still doing little black Peter. Hello, little black Peter. Why do you have a little face like that, Peter? Is it because you're a little boy? Apparently you're a little chimney sweep boy and you've got all ash all over your face, but it doesn't matter because you look like you're taking the piss. You look like what used to be on the back of jam jars when I was a young boy. So please stop that, please, Dutch. Please stop that. <laughs> the Swedish, they invented what they started. They basically kicked off reality TV in 1997, essentially, even though the Brits did it before. But they did it with uh, Expedition Robinson, right? And that show actually was then picked up by the Americans and became Survivor. Um, interesting enough. But the first person who was ever voted out, you'll never guess what happened to him. And if you think about it, you could probably guess. Yes. Yeah, you've got it. Yeah, that's right. He killed himself. Even in the beginning of fucking reality TV show, it was destroying people. Like, in, like think of how many people have committed suicide from a reality TV show. There was a point where reality TV was absolutely fucking bonkers. There was one show... And I think it was on Channel 5, and it was uh, a dating show where all these men were competing for the affection of one woman, a bit like Bachelor or whatever that kind of thing is. And um, they go through the entire thing, entire show. People have kicked off whatever, they're all going on dates or kissing and all that kind of stuff. And um, the idea of the show is that they had no idea that she actually used to be a man. Right, which is problematic on so many levels. This poor woman, why she would ever put herself into that. I mean, like, especially early 2000s, wasn't exactly like, I mean, it's not exactly gay paradise now to be gay, you know, in the world. It's not the best thing in the world. But imagine back then when, like, being gay was the funniest thing anyone had ever heard of. Also, how dare you be gay to me? So, you know, I'm sure it went as well as anyone can expect. Um, I don't think, I don't think they were pleased. I mean, I wouldn't be pleased if I was dating a woman and, and the entire crew tricked me into, like, not that I have anything against getting with men. I'm not, I just sound like one of those people. I'm not, I have nothing against it. But what I mean is the deception, especially on TV, like, you would, I don't know how you would feel, basically. It's a bit deceiving and it's fucking brutal. Um, they also had a show on Channel 5 called <laughs> Keith Chegwin's Naked Jungle. And it was Keith Chegwin, who used to be in the 80s and 90s, he was in Swap Shop. If you might know him, he was on extras as well in a couple of episodes. It was him in the early 2000s, fucking bollock naked. Just absolutely bollock naked. Just little chap flapping around, waving in the wind, shriveled in the wind, dangling in the wind. And uh, it was him and a bunch of other naked people running around doing, like, questions or tasks or something. I think it was a bit like Crystal Maze. But anyway, you had to you had to bloody see it. It was an absolute riot. I mean, we did get to see the ladies, of course. The ladies were there, and there was young fellows with, with um, their young uh, masculine bodies and their young female, young female people with their, their curves and their privates. And then there was Cliff Jaguin, looking like a... Looking like looking like a homemade lasagna in a car crash. It wasn't fun, but you should look it up. It was mental. Um, and what else was there? There was Pop Idol in the early 2000s. It was Pop Idol and Pop Stars. If you've never seen it, I'll try and explain the aesthetic. 
So obviously, like X Factor and Britain's Got Talent, the production value is like insane, absolutely insane. The millions that must go into it, the stage show, the crew, the arena that it's in, the live audience, everything. Pop Island and Pop Stars, basically, the only way I could describe it is if someone gave you 300 quid and then said, you have to put on a talent show, singing talent show. That's exactly what it looked like. It was like in the airport, like meeting rooms, just with a fucking table and a really bad cardboard Pop Idol sign just like on the front of the table with three fucking nobodies. Well, I mean, they weren't nobodies. Pete Walkman, a very successful pop producer. Some other woman, I think she was... Some other woman. Some woman, I think she was like a choreographer or something. And I don't... I want to say Louis Walsh. I really want to say... Oh, no, Dr. Fox. Dr. Fox. I think he got done for being a bit of a diddler. I'm surprised the other two didn't, given the time that was in it. But it was essentially... It was unbelievably low budget. But the only good thing was it... Was it? The only good thing karma was it it was okay was that um it wasn't that exploitative you know how x factor got to a real point where it was like bring out the weirdos here he comes which obviously looking back at this time you realize they're all just mentally ill people but it was just look here's a bunch of fucking absolute loopy people just like who have somehow convinced themselves they can sing they're mentally ill not very well there's a good one though there's a good couple look you you shouldn't laugh, but you kind of have to laugh because it still is. It still is funny, but you shouldn't laugh. Like it's not funny. Like, but it still is kind of funny. There was one guy called Anka Judge, and this is in the X Factor days when they used to do the audience after some of the uh, auditions. And he came in. He said, "I'm Anka Judge," and they said, "What are you going to do?" And he said, "I'm going to do Michael Jackson." And he obviously, obviously, you can tell by the look of him, he's not going to do this well. He does the worst. Uh, Michael Jackson Earth song you've ever heard in your life and he's like falling he falls to his knees at one point and he goes like ow ow like because he hurts his knees and then he goes to lean back on the like on the wall what he thinks is a wall and it's not a wall it's just like a stand-up prop thing and he like falls backwards and he's like oh sorry I thought that was a wall <laughs> this is what he's singing and then obviously they give him, they say he's shy like Cheryl's like I think he's shy and uh I don't know, Louis Walsh is like, I love you, the audience loves you, but I think you're rubbish. He says, this is the best bit, right? His name's Anka Judge. And they say, Anka, we don't think you're very good. He's like mystified. He cannot understand. His his brain is egg at this point because he's like, what are you talking about? How can you not say I'm a superstar? And they say, look, Anka, you're not very good. And he goes, there's only one person who could judge me. And you think he's going to say God, right? Because that's what people do say in movies. He says, there's only one person who could judge me, and that's me, Anka Judge. <laughs> then he walks out. It's really funny. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. He, it's like, you know, you feel you feel like it's funny in that kind of cringe way. It's like The Office funny, but it is funny. It's really funny. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm laughing, but you shouldn't laugh, should you? You shouldn't bloody laugh. But you do. You laugh. Because fun is funny. And if I'm not laughing directly at him, I'm just laughing. Like, imagine saying there's only one person who could judge me. Uh, and that's me, Anka Judge. Amazing. There was also that woman who came on. She was like a, a vocal coach, but she was like a metal, metaler. What did they call them? Oh, Cybergoth. She was like Cybergoth. And uh, <laughs> I don't think she was meant to deal, but you can just tell that these kind of things, like being on TV and doing this kind of thing, it just sends people mental. Like, they must go into like a fight or flight adrenaline kind of like the brain must like switch positions and they just go nuts but she came on and she's like first of all right i'm not a number <laughs> i just screws up a number and throws it on the floor 
And then she's like, okay, I'm going to sing. Like, they're like, okay, needlessly antagonistic coming in. That's very aggressive. But okay, you know, it's just to, it's just to help you in order. You know, if, the, if you didn't have a number, you, we wouldn't know when to bring you in. So, you know, it's not a big brother kind of thing. It's not George Orwell. Don't worry about it, love. And uh, she starts singing this metal song. And she's like, I'm a little bit metal. <laughs> and I like to scream. <laughs> you have to laugh because it's like, what do you think's going to happen? You're in front of Louis Walsh and Cheryl Cole, right? And 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 Simon Cowell. And you think they're going to listen to you doing metal singing and think this is the best thing I've ever heard in my life? Like, obviously not. They're going to like look at you like you're a nuts. But she wasn't nuts, but she was a bit misguided. I think she died recently. You know what? This is a remembrance podcast, okay? For all the people who have died because of reality TV. Because it's fucking toxic. It's so toxic. It's so horrible. There's people like me laughing at you on TV. And all you're doing is just trying to win a competition. Maybe change your life. Your life might not be great. You might be bullied your entire life. So who am I to judge? Well, I'll tell you who I am. I'm the TV audience. And that's who this is made for, okay? It's not made for you. It's made for me. So shut up, okay? There's only one person who can judge me. And that's me, Jordan Judge. I'm Jordan Judge. <laughs> uh, you should look at the clips because they are funny. Is that, do I sound like a dick? I think I sound like, like a dick. But, you know, they're interesting at least. They're funny in a really bad way. Bad stuff can be funny in, a, like, an absolutely mental way. Like, if you... Oh, my God. If you think... I'm going to say it. If you think too hard about 9-11, it's funny. Because it's crazy. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. <laughs> like, it's mental. What they did... They flew a load of planes into buildings. That's absolutely fucking insane. It's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. It's like, Jesus Christ, like, what can humanity do next? It's unbelievable. We've already tanked the world. But this goes out to all the people who have been hurt by reality television because there's a fucking lot here. There's people from Love Island dropping left, right and centre. I mean, sure, I don't think they've got the body count of Glee, for example, which had, what, man died of overdose, man is a paedophile, hangs himself in prison. And then that poor girl who was on a boat with her kid and then she drowned and the kid was, like, on the boat. Like, that's three people from the same TV show. Is it a coincidence? I don't think so. Let's say hypothetically, I thought that it was a conspiracy. And there's something not quite right there. If I die in the next few weeks, in a very weird way, like, what do they have? They had overdose, paedophile, drowning. So the next one would be, like, suicide bomber. <laughs> Man, I'm in a weird mood. I'm in a weird mood, and I'm so sorry. And I hope that any of this makes any sense, because I've been rambling, I've been talking absolute shite. It's very difficult, man. It's very difficult to just talk. I've been talking right now for nearly half an hour, and it's very difficult to do that. But I appreciate you listening, and I would also appreciate if you like it, if you like the podcast, press like. If you subscribe, give me a five-star rating on Apple. That helps. Or on any, any podcast platform. And I'll, I'll repeat it again, because it bears repeating now. If you don't like it, don't tell me, and then don't review it. That's it. It's very simple. Do you know what I mean? I don't like ginger, but I don't go around supermarket telling everyone it's fucking shit. Do you know what I mean? I just leave it alone. If you like ginger, you can eat ginger. I don't like ginger. I'm not going to have it. But I'm not going to leave a bad review for ginger, okay? So please don't do the same for me. But if you want to see me be weird on Instagram and say weird things, do weird things, and be a weirdo, you can find me at Jordan Ordinary. Uh, which was my name when I was in a band in teenage, as a teenager. I, one of the many bands I was in it was called the Ten Pin Bastards, and we were like a kind of uh, bit, kind of like punk, political punk. Uh, I played the keyboards in it, but we were called the Ten Pin Bastards. But you can find me on Instagram at Jordan Ordinary. 
tell your friends, tell all your friends, please. Even if you, you know what, if you don't like it, you can tell someone that they might like it. That's the rule. That's it. Okay. And if you're around Dublin at any point in the future, on a Thursday night, go to uh, Mod Theatre. Uh, it's improv. My girlfriend and her friend run it. Uh, it's very funny. There's very funny comedians there. You can get pissed and enjoy some comedy. And it's only a fiver to get in. And it's called Mob Theatre. And it's at Wigwam in Dublin every Thursday. But thank you for listening. And tune in next week for more absolute ramblings of a complete idiot. Bye. Bye.